Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Welcome back to another episode of Within the Lines, coming at you on Wednesday, November 17th, 2021. Today we are reviewing the most lucrative, lucrative might not be the right word, the most expensive Netflix Bingo. film in the streaming services history. That is Red Notice, starring mm-hmm. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot. And right there is half of the $200 million budget. Who I might be more than half. Um, we're going to review that. Dad action flick. I will say, off the top, my dad loves it, so there's a measuring stick right there for that. Um, <laughs> but before that, MCU news, as always. We are a week away from talking Hawkeye. Not going to talk Hawkeye this week. Instead, we're going to talk about a hot guy, and that is Tom oh, Holland. Wow. As the new Spider-Man No Way Home trailer was released yesterday, Tuesday, at the time of recording this. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. Mm, got plenty on the mind. I'm not a trailer guy, but I kind of have to watch these ones. Yeah, so. you don't got a choice. Let's give them the show. 50% of the time, it works Every time. John Samos. What? We just become best friends. Yup. I'm so sorry. Hulk. Smash. I'm not fucking leaving. The show goes on. Okay, if you haven't seen the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, go watch it now. Pause this podcast. Go watch it. It's like a minute and a half, two minutes, two and a half minutes. It's like three know. minutes. Um, go watch it. Come back to us. Don't forget about the pod, though. Don't get so excited yeah. and then forget about the pod and go on Reddit and all these other things. No. Come back here. We'll give you all the information you need. Okay. Welcome back. Um, crazy trailer, right? Wild. Um, off the top, my number one thing about this trailer, tie is I am happy they did not reveal Andrew Garfield and or Tobey Maguire, even though they might have accidentally done so. Yeah. Um, they did not reveal them. They continued to reveal, you know, the the villains that they've already revealed. Just showed more of them. Um, but I'm happy. This, well, this is our first official look at Electro. We've seen Lightning. Very true. But he was confirmed, confirmed. So, I mean. He was. But we got to look at him. Very different outfit. Yeah, that is true. Costume? Um, uniform? Villains wear uniforms? Before I dive into the trailer, I just want to I just want to say that um, I'm pissed that they're doing that stupid England release two days early. Yeah, it's going to be impossible to avoid spoilers. Well, no, you just physically cannot go on social media. Yeah. And then you'll still get alerts on your phone. I'm going to like go off the grid. I might delete Twitter and I don't if you see something, please don't tell me. Don't be that guy, pal. No, I'm not going to be that guy, pal, Um, because it is premiering, you know, in in the UK and whatnot two days before. And people are going to go crazy like this. Why would they do that? Why would they? It's so stupid. Go out of their way to keep it a secret. If Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in this film. It's like this big-ass secret, literally digitally altering trailers, only to release it two days in one part of the world, and then it's just going to spoil it for the rest of the world. Yeah. Which, if you're being honest, like it's going to get spoiled anyways. Like Unless you see it on opening night, opening night you're probably going to get it spoiled anyways. I mean, we are, though. Like That's the plan, yeah. is to see it on opening <laughs> well, night, you opening and I, night. Yeah. But most of the, the world, not the world, but most movie folks will get it spoiled. You know, well, that's, that's the issue, though, is because if you don't want it spoiled... Like, the more you don't want it spoiled, the more interest you have. The yeah. sooner you're going to watch the movie, the less likely you would be to get it spoiled. If you're someone who's going to wait a week to see it, you're probably not that concerned about spoilers. That's true. So That's it, just, true. it just hurts people like us, Jay. They're attacking our kind. <laughs> That's true. Um, the uh, 
inadvertently revealing either Andrew Garfield or um, Tommy McGuire was a scene in which Lizard's head gets turned sideways while he's jumping in the air. Looks like he gets punched. Now, this was cut. They, like, cut it on YouTube or so whatever. It's still on Twitter. It's the Snow Way Home Brazil account. It's a one-minute teaser of the trailer. Okay. Verified account. Still up. You can go watch it right now. Yeah, and it's not I it's not manipulated. I mean, even if it was, like, you know how hard it would be to make that as soon as the trailer came out? Yeah. Um, so there's something going on there, and it is not out of Marvel's, you know, their their past that they manipulate these trailers to not show things. So that very well could be Andrew Garfield jumping in the air and punching Lizard in the face. Um, and they just took him out of the trailer because they want it to be a surprise. And then at the end when um MJ's falling in the hand scene and people think that could be Andrew Garfield because that's how Gwen Stacy died in his films. So there's that. Yeah, Tobey Maguire never had a falling girlfriend. Well, I mean, he did, but not that specific scene. Well, I mean, if fucking MJ ends up dying in this, then Maguire's got to be the best Spider-Man because he didn't let his love interest die. It's true. He's the, he's the only one. <laughs> I was making sure he didn't. He's the only one. Um, we got more of the story. It appears that Spider-Man might be working with Doc Ock a little bit. Yep. It's going to be the classic. He's going to be working with him. Doc Ock's going to fucking screw him over. Come on. It's Doc Ock. Doc Ock ain't going to. Is he, though? It's Doc Ock, bro. Is Bro. he, though? Um, and then, you know, Doc Strange is like, everyone has to die. Peter's all mad about it. He's like, no, I don't want them to die. I can't save everyone. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Some saying he doesn't want to kill Doc Ock. My theory, which it's kind of, it's a really big stretch. Let's be honest here. But, like, why would he care so much about killing Doc Ock? He doesn't know this guy. He just met well, him. Because, to, uh, not Tobey Maguire, Tom Holland at the fan event was, like, speaking about, like, why he liked being the character or whatever. He's like, you know, one of his things is because, like, the issue with Spider-Man is Peter Parker and like the his ability to try and help everyone, even yeah. if it fucks himself over. Yeah, and he was talking about that and saying that, and it, it's gonna come down to the fact that you know the reason these villains are here is because their fate is to die to Spider-Man, so he's gonna have to probably have to kill him or something. And he's he's too good of a person to do what he has to do to fix the multiverse. I don't know if he's going to kill them or if it's he has to send them back to get killed. Yeah, to their inevitable fate. Did he send them to the slaughterhouse? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but that being said, like, I'm not going to sit here and, like, try to come up with a different plot. I wouldn't be surprised if that's not really, like, the plot. Like, if Doctor Strange, like, that's a line from the movie, don't get me wrong. But then it spirals into something else. Because, again, we see this with the trailers all the time. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're going to present the movie to look one way, and it might be like, oh, Spider-Man's got to send them all back. But then when you see the movie, it might be something else, you know? Or that's something that's in the beginning of the film, but then it takes a turn or whatever happens, and then, you know, whatever the case is. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see which way they go. Obviously, there is a point. You know, they show in the trailer, Doc Ock, like, grabs Spider-Man and says, you're not Peter Parker. Yeah. And then we get a scene of them just talking in a basement. So they're not fighting the entire time. There is going to be a neutral point where they're yeah. somehow trying to work towards some common goal or, you know, communicating. Yeah. Not trying to punch each other in the face. <laughs> um, and so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, it seems like Alfred Molina is going to have a decent-sized role in this. I mean, more than just one fight scene. He's easily the the smallest name I think of the villain, so he's the most likely Alfred to Molina? get a paycheck. Yeah. What else is Alfred Molina in? Who the fuck is Sandman and Reptile? I don't know. Reptile CGI, baby. <laughs> That's no one. <laughs> Isn't Sandman uh, what's his name? I know who it is. I, I... Thomas Hayden Church. He's yeah. another shit. But he's not that. He's. I think he's bigger than Alfred Molina. I mean, I guess I've never officially looked at Alfred Molina. Bro, he's fucking George of the Jungle. Have some fucking respect. <sighs> Is he? Not not Alfred Molina. Thomas Hayden Church. Yeah, obviously not <laughs> Alfred Molina. Just swinging around the jungle with the fucking <laughs> vines coming out of his fucking back instead of the octopus arms. Uh, apparently he was in Raiders of the Lost Ark, which I don't know what how big of a role that was. Alfred Molina? Yeah. So there's that. I'll, I'll admit I'm un- uneducated on this. Anyways, my stretch theory. He was in Frozen 2, Jay. <laughs> my stretch theory is that we get some sort of iteration of Tony Stark. Mm. Strongly dis. I mean, just so vigorously disagree with you. But you do minutes. you, dog. It might be five minutes. Robert Downey Jr., hey, we're going to pay you a million dollars to come shoot some scenes. Complete the story arc. Now, I think it's not going to be this universe is Tony Stark. I don't know how it makes gonna sense. It's going to be Lin-Manuel. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I don't know, man. I just, I, I just feel like the second movie was all about him moving on and disconnecting himself from Iron Man. Why the fuck would they bring him back for the third? He still got the glasses, I think. Does he have glasses or did I, he destroy them? I don't know what he did with glasses. Um, I don't know. I just that would be pretty cool. Maybe that's why he saw oh, But they showed Doc Ock's arm, and it had a little bit of red and yellow on it tied. you see that? Yeah, because the theory is that the arms absorb the nanotech suit that Spider-Man is wearing. That's why he has different suits throughout the film. Ooh. That's yeah. pretty OP. Yeah. Nanotech don't even exist in the other universe. Exactly. But he's just a smart guy. He's just like, I want me some of that. <laughs> it's probably not going to happen, but I, that would be a pretty big pop. I'm just saying. It would be. But I, I again, just vigorously don't accept, expect it. Have you heard the theory that Doctor Strange wanted Tony Stark to die? I have. Um, what do you think about all the Doctor Strange reshoots as well? Are they reshooting it because they're getting uh, Robert Downey Jr. into the film? No, I don't think they are. Um, my understanding is it's a lot of COVID stuff. Up close shots and a lot of stuff they couldn't do during COVID protocols. and Not, did not they get... like script change reshoots. Was it too scary? They I said, hope it wasn't scary enough. testers and they were like, look, no. Nah. <laughs> we're getting slaughtered because Eternals isn't at Marvel enough. Let's make this a little less scary for the people like Jason Reed out there. <laughs> I hope they're making it more scary. Did they look did they look at Sam Raimi's film and they were like they did the same thing as Sony did and shit on his film and changed it just like Spider-Man 3? Maybe. No, it's it's they're I I believe they're still exact same so- story and everything. They're just getting the shots they're unable to get on uh principal photography. I think that's what they call it. Two things I also want to touch on though. Number 1, Venom Everyone's like, where the fuck's Venom? Yep. After, excuse me, the end credit scene from Venom 2. Let there be carnage. Not that good of a movie. I don't think he's going to be in the film. I stand by it. I think maybe at the end, he could be at the end of the film or he could be an end credit scene. I don't think he's going to play a pivotal role. Um, and I think the most revealing thing that Doctor Strange said was all these Spider-Man or all these people's fate is to die by Spider-Man. And as far as we know, there really isn't like a Spider-Man in Venom's universe or whatever the case is. Um He's not like all these other villains where he was defeated by him. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's Tom Holland going to a different universe because they got to kick him out of the MCU, right? I don't know. I don't know what their fucking plan Sony's is. He's trying to do shit. Yeah, I mean, we'll have a much better idea after this movie and mm-hmm. whether or not Tom Holland's in a different universe. If they Andrew Garfield comes back and has his own franchise outside of the MCU. I don't know about that. You think so? He's not that old. <laughs> I think they could come back. He's, his trilogy got cut short because of this. So if they want to do the fucking Batman thing where you have a DCEU Batman and then a standalone Batman, Spider-Man's the next biggest yeah. or bigger you know, superhero to where you could do that. And Sony could tell their own Spider-Man universe story outside of the MCU. They could. Will they? I don't know, but they could. Be interesting. People um, would go and watch it. But, yeah, I don't think he's going to be in this film in some regard. And, like, everyone – that goes in the second point. And it's like the whole thing is the Sinister Six, and you can kind of, you know, count the, the different villains that are kind of going up against Spider-Man here. But, like, are we for sure they're going to spin this as a Sinister Six thing? Or yeah. is it going to be, like, a Sinister Six tease, and then they're going to have a Sinister Six Sony movie? You know what I mean? Because yeah, from what we can see, he's fighting Doc Ock and Green Goblin at the same time. Yeah. And then the ending of the movie appears to be him fighting Electro, Sandman, and Lizard. Yeah. But we never see them all team up together or anything like that. Which, I wouldn't be surprised just from a marketing standpoint. Like, he can – it could be, like, pretty much almost the Sinister Six. You know what I mean? He fights five of them. I don't know who the sixth one. That's the big thing is everyone's like, oh, Venom's the six. Yeah. Um, but they're also having a Craven the Hunter movie coming out soon and all this other stuff. Um, but with that's in, what, like, two years. With what I said, like, with that in mind, though, I'm saying, like, there's the fight scene with those two. We yeah. do get shots of Green Goblin at night in this trailer. Yeah. So there is at least two scenes with Green Goblin. Yeah, I think, well, this could be a very, like a, it's almost like Sinister Six light. I don't know. He could, like, fight these guys, maybe not fight all of them at once, maybe not fully defeat them, just send them back. And then one of the post credit scenes is they all get sent back to the same universe somehow. They don't get sent back to their deaths. And then they scheme together to, you know, kill Spider-Man, and then someone drops the name. Oh, here it is. I love to create end credit scenes. <laughs> Talk to me, Jay. Just imagine. Okay, so what happens is... They can't send them back to all their own universes. They all get sent back to one universe. Like Doctor okay. Strange like, this is a blank universe. Now, oh, blank universe. Because I, I was going to say, what's the difference between just keeping them in your universe? I don't know. You're just going to be like, you know what? This universe Peter, we have problem. to get you out of here. Uh, <laughs> that's just not how Doctor Strange talks. <laughs> I know. Um, they get sent all to the same universe. Peter. Okay. All these villains. Yeah. Venom. And that's how Venom, he goes through that thing. Yeah. 
So he's he had some multiverse shit going on. They all go to Venom's Venom. universe. Boom, there it Ooh, is. Ooh, okay. There it is. Found it. Um, who's also Morbius's universe, and also for some reason, Vultures. Vulture gets sent there too, just by like anyone that's interacted with you. Just <laughs> yeah, only only pre-existing and Doctor Strange criminals looks at the camera and winks like it's a legal issue. Just kidding. This isn't Deadpool. Um, <laughs> they all get sent to the same universe and credit scene. How ridiculous would this be? It's just them five sitting around like a meeting table, like in a boardroom. Love it. Like, how are we going to kill this guy? Like, and then Venom not walks through the door. I know. Okay. That's the Venom voice. That's their five, and then they get their Sinister yeah. Six. And he's the leader. Venom's the leader. And then it's Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six. I don't know what the, the now, title which would be. Now, Sp- does, does Peter Parker, Tom Holland follow into Venom's universe? Yes. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Okay. He gets thrown in with all these guys. He's not invited to the sit-down of the five, though. No, he's doing his own thing, but they're all, like, scheming against him. Okay. Like, how are we going to defeat this Spider-Man? He's better than our other Spider-Man. Maybe MJ does die, and that's why he's like, fuck it, send me out of here. I don't want to be in this universe yeah. anymore. Everyone knows my identity. I lost the love of my life. Yeah. Give me a reset. Yeah. And then, boom, Venom walks through the door <laughs> in, a, in a suit. Oh. He already went to a rave. Venom in a suit or Tom, Holland, or Tom Hardy in a Venom suit? Venom in a suit. Got it. <laughs> we talking like three piece. We talking <laughs> to- like pinstripe. He's a pinstripes guy, right? It's a black I suit with that. white pinstripes. Yep. Yep. Okay. Fuck yeah. That's my. Uh, and then they they show him. They're like, we got to fight this guy. And that's when he gets the white spider on his chest. He's like, that looks fucking sick. Yeah. And just grows the white. And then he's he's venom. So that'll be the first end credit scene. The second one will be MCU related, which will lead into multiverse of madness. Oh, 100%, 100% second end credit scene leads into Multiverse Madness. Whichever order they go. One is going to be leading into whatever they yes. do Sony, and yeah. one's going to be leading into whatever they do MCU. I hope they would at least agree upon that. They, yeah, they got it. Um, but that's my new prediction. Love it. <laughs> my new end credit prediction. Um, I, I'm, I don't know. I'm very excited. There's three Spider-Man in this. Like, Just be very clear. It's not in the trailer. We don't know that yet. They're in this. We don't know that yet, Ty. A million percent. We don't know that yet. Again, why would they go out and get all these villains if they weren't going to get the two guys? But we don't know that yet. Okay. I'm just going to keep telling myself that because the pop in the theater, Ty, when they're revealed, even though probably everyone in our theater is going to already know because they probably read everything online, mm-hmm. it's going to be electric. Oh, it's going to be incredible. You hear that Sam Raimi Spider-Man theme and you see him swinging in? Chills. Oh, yeah. Chills. What is the Sam Raimi Spider-Man theme? Let's Isn't just, it just the normal Spider-Man song? Well, I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's different. They haven't used it. Like, it's oh, a, I don't know. I'm sure I'd know if I If heard you it. just start Spider-Man 1, that song. <laughs> um, it's going to be electric. I, I, I'm i very excited. Especially after this. Hearing William Defoe's his, his Green Goblin narrating the trailer and having, like, a voiceover. That was pretty cool to hear again. I'm going to say something, Ty. His costume looked dope as shit. I'm, I'm going to say something. Well, it looks cool because it looks more updated. I don't know. The old one looks more scary. Nah, this one's terrifying. And the scene of him flying at night, big time flying without the mask on. So he has a wardrobe change. Yeah. He's got, like, goggles on or something. Now, he's old as shit now. Oh, ancient. But so is Alfred Molina. It's de-aging. Well, Alfred Molina still looks kind of old. What? And that's another thing. That's going to be interesting to see what they do because, in theory, they plucked, you know, Alfred Molina gets plucked from, you know, that universe at a specific time. Um like, what point in time is it going to be? You Aggressively know I mean? not going to address it. I can guarantee you, you now so? they don't even remotely bring it up. You don't think he's going to be like, man, I was drowning, and then I went, and all of a sudden I'm here. No, nah, I don't think so. <laughs> I think they just don't even address the issue, and that's just, as a fan, you just accept it. Um, and then Miles Morales, did you hear Tom Holland, um, his comment today or yesterday said that maybe one day he'll um, stop doing the role or whatever and make room for uh, Miles Morales? I didn't, but that seems like the logical place this franchise leads to. You don't think Tom Holland's going to do it for like a decade? I think he'll do it for probably at least another trilogy, but I could see somewhere in that trilogy him not necessarily killing off the main Spider-Man character, but him settling down, stepping away, and creating Miles Morales movies to tell, and those kind of stories to tell. Tom Holland eyes Spider-Man exit. I've done something wrong if I'm playing Peter Parker at 30. How old is he? 26 are you fucking kidding me guy <laughs> say 40 say i've done something wrong if i'm playing spider-man it's at 25 40 um may, quote maybe it's time for me to move on i'm sure this was asked a question like oh if you were 30 you know mm-hmm. he's not saying now 
maybe it's time for me to move on. I don't like how they they use this quote. Holland recently told uh, GQ magazine, maybe what's best for Spider-Man is that they do a Miles Morales film. I have to take Peter Parker into account as well because he's an important part of my life. If I'm playing Spider-Man after I'm 30, I've done something wrong. After he's 30. So he's talking late 30s. I'm just going to – so I feel better, late 30s. But Holland is certain of one thing. Quote, I definitely don't think I want to be an actor for the rest of my life. Might become a carpenter. I've always been really good with my hands. If something's broken, I can always figure out a way of fixing it, he said. There's also the dream of, quote, buying apartment buildings and renting them out cheaper than they need to be because I don't need the money. Good guy, Tom Holland. I'd rent from Tom Holland. Yeah, he's, land- he's your landlord. He just shows up and fixes all your shit for you. <laughs> Like, this thing won't, it's not sticking to the roof. Can you just shoot some webs on it? <laughs> um, obviously, he's not going to, uh, Miles Morales is not going to be in this in animated form, but we talked about this last week. I think the, uh, he's going to be, Tom Holland is going to be in the next uh, Spider-Verse. I think that's almost a guarantee, right? Oh, animated in the Spider-Verse? Yeah. It, it. Like an animated version of Tom Holland Spider-Man in the next Spider-Verse. That's 100% happening. Uh, yeah, I think so. My only issue there is like in in the Spider Verse, it's there's only one Peter Parker really at a time. There's a Miles Morales. There's the different name, you know the. the well, no, there's like Spider Man Noir. There's I don't know if they're Peter Parker, but it's all different well, no, versions. Had, that would be two versions of Peter Parker. But he had his Peter Parker in his universe that died. Remember? But they were never like together on the team. Like they never had the exact same person on the team together. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be the same old team up. That's gonna be a team up. It will be, but I mean, and that other Peter Parker's older too. You could just be like, "Oh yeah, he's done fighting, whatever." Blah blah blah. He's Here's settling down. Peter Parker. Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I feel like we at least get a cameo. Give us a cameo. He'll be in it. He'll be in it for sure. Who did they set up in that film in the end credit scene? I don't even remember. Uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. I don't know. Oscar Isaac, uh, Dune guy. He voiced someone. It's like a future Spider Man. Got it. And then he went through all the different versions of Spider-Man. He did the pointing meme. and mm-hmm. It was hilarious. Fantastic. Anything else in the trailer, Ty? No. Um, I just can't wait to see all three Spider-Man. That's my only thing. It's maybe not going to happen, though. Just keep telling yourself it that. It's going to happen. Um, speaking of red web slingers, let's get into Red web, Notice. Web slingers? Featuring two actors that make me want to sling my web. Got it. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Let's get into it. Within the Lines would not be possible without Anchor by Spotify. It is the easiest way to make a podcast and has been how we have made our podcast for over two years now. Anchor has everything we could need to make a podcast. And if you were thinking about starting your own podcast, you definitely should take advantage of their resources. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. We have fancy mics. You don't need a fancy mic to use Anchor. When hosting on Anchor, you can even distribute your podcast to listening platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Wherever you want to listen to your podcast, Anchor does that work for you. You think me and Tyler are smart enough to figure this stuff out by ourselves? Absolutely not. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And of course, the best part, because me and Tyler are cheapies, Anchor is totally free. Anchor's been great for us. It's been what we have been using. Um, We highly, highly recommend it. And if you were thinking about making a podcast yourself, we encourage you to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Let's get back to the pod. In the world of international crime, an Interpol agent attempts to hunt down and capture the world's most wanted art thief. Um, sure, kind of close. I he, he attempts to capture. Oh, okay. So are they saying the world's most wanted art thief as Gal Gadot's bishop, and they just completely leaving out Ryan Reynolds' character from the synopsis? Is that what I'm taking here? I think they just don't want to give too much away. Now, before you read that synopsis, you gave me a look. What was that about? Oh, nothing. You just usually cut out part of my synopsis. <laughs> and um, the people would never know. Yeah, they have no clue. And I didn't know uh, until recently. <laughs> listen, listen to the pod then, Ty. Red Notice. Uh, you said it has a 35% in Rotten Tomatoes. Yep, not a great score. Has a 37% on, on Metacritic. 88% like this movie, Google user. 6.4 on IMDb. Action comedy, hour 55 minutes. Um, last week we looked at reviews on Google and we were told that it is the mix of, uh, Indiana Jones and national treasure. We yes. have a first time ever bonus category of one point or zero point at the very end where we will decide whether or not this was properly, you know, mixed or not. Um, yeah, man, look, this movie, 
I knew it was going to be dumb. I knew it was going to be a dumb, like, dad action flick. And, like, even though I knew it probably – it wasn't going to be the best, you know, received movie. I don't want to say received. Well, yeah, received movie. Yeah. And critically and whatnot. Like, I just get – like, I'm not ex- – I am a little bit more excited to see a film like this than I would be maybe uh, – uh, Nomadland, <laughs> you know, which a hit spoiler. or miss serious movie. You don't know going into it and it can be slower and you kind of got to be in the mood for that. Yeah. Which I mean, spoiler. I mean, it did get a higher score. Nomadland than this movie. Um, but like even like Snake Eyes, like that's a dad action movie. I don't know. I was like excited for this film. Not excited, excited, but I was like, all right. It wasn't a hassle. Yeah. I, I you know, just kind of threw it on, kicked back, cooked a little dinner while watching it. And it was fine because so you, you still, didn't pay attention. So you still knew everything that was going on. I know on. your kitchen layout. You can't see the TV from the kitchen. I just do it. I'm <laughs> listening. Walk away. Watch TV. Come back. My kitchen, you could very much see the TV while cooking. Hmm. I just exposed you. <laughs> I, it was if on you're at it. the stove. You're not seeing that TV. I didn't time. have to see. I could hear the. I could hear the uh-huh. banter. Oh, okay. Um, speaking of the banter, just uh, threw a lot of darts in this film. <laughs> I think Ryan Reynolds. Like, I need to know like the highest ever words per minute on screen. <laughs> He's got to be close to fucking matching it. <laughs> he is he is talking a yeah. lot. Yeah. A lot. Which is really weird because you watch the opening scene and before him and Dwayne Johnson spoiler team up. Mhm. He's he's very quiet. Yeah. He's not saying much and I'm like, "Oh, maybe they're doing something different from what Ryan Reynolds usually does." And then they just give up and they're just like, "Now nah, he's going to be Ryan Reynolds." Yeah, for sure. And I mean, well, it's it's the classic Dwayne Johnson's not a, a, a number one when it comes to comedy. Like The Rock by himself is not funny. Mm-hmm. Like you put The Rock in a buddy cop with Liam Neeson and it's going to be horrible. You put Ryan Reynolds in a buddy cop with Liam Neeson. You could make something happen because you have the main you know, guy. Speaking of a little bit of a tangent, did you see uh, Batista and Jason Momoa want to star in a buddy cop film together? Fuck yeah. And like from what I read is like studios are literally reproaching them like writing them checks pretty much like who can pretty much write the biggest check for this Batista Jason Momoa buddy cop film. It's going to be electric. Um, yeah. I mean, Batista already has a great buddy cop film with Camille Nanjani. So, <laughs> um, he'd be good in this Camille. Fantastic in this. He's great in everything though. Um, yeah, man, it was just, you know, Ryan Reynolds had to carry the scene comedically most of the time, even if a lot of the times it was a little cringe worthy. Um, I will admit, uh, Gal Gadot, you know, was Gal, uh, Gal Gadot was Gal Gadot. The Rock was The Rock, and Ryan Reynolds was Ryan Reynolds. And we'll talk about them when we get to characters. Um, but it 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 shot a lot of shots. It didn't always hit. You can almost tell, like, I don't think Ryan Reynolds was involved creatively in this film as much because I feel like some of his funnier movies, like, it's like a different kind of humor. Whereas this was almost like a just, I don't know, like a dumb, you know, it was like a Netflix studio movie. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how good the Netflix writers are. I'm sorry, Netflix. You're not wrong. Like it was what it was. There was some ridiculous logic jumps in in the action parts. I will say, they this movie did a, a a good job. Not always, but a good job of like trying to explain things where otherwise they wouldn't. Why the fuck did Coke melt the egg? That didn't make no sense. You're right. I love how. Um, well, I'll just jump in. I'm not going to get my score, but this is kind of just going plot. Like, I love how he's like, does this museum have infrared security cameras? And they're like, yes. And then just hand him an iPad. And, he just and not only like, that, it's not like you can see like an above like angle. It's, it's like, like the camera. iPad had infrared. <laughs> iPad cameras. And then like the, the face, like the, the deep fake shit was like a two sided tablet. Yeah. He had a screen on both sides. Yeah. Incredible. Which, maybe a folded over laptop. Oh, wait, no, because you still have the keys on one side. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I can't explain that one. Um, but, no, there were certain things, like, I'm trying to think of examples. I thought of this while watching the movie, and I was like, you need to write down examples, and I didn't. Um, when they went to Argentina, and The Rock just makes the small little comment where he's like, we've been traveling for three days and walking around eight hours. Like, at least they did that, whereas Aquaman, Aquaman they just went from the desert to, where, like, Italy or whatever and just, like, made no mention of how they even got there. Not that The Rock said, like, oh, we took a plane. But at least they acknowledged there was some sort of traveling. Um, And this movie was very much – and I noticed it after the movie. Well, I noticed it more and more as the movie went along. Is Any little – because in a lot of movies, you know, you sometimes just get little dialogue here and there to kind of build the characters or whatever and build the setting. Every dialogue that was in this film was intentional from the start to the end. You look at when they're in prison and Ryan Reynolds is like – like certain set pieces, Ty – 
Don't look at me like that. I'm giving you a look. People can't see it, but I'm giving you a look. No, think of when they're in prison and they do the whole policiata thing, and then that leads to him stealing the key card, and then they're building the the wall, and the fucking he played wall Jenga, and then he's talking about the soap in the shower, and the soap ends up, you know, creating the bomb, and then when they get to the no- Nazi bunker, they're talking about the car, and it's like, oh, this car's so expensive. Oh, did you know it? It's that was got- just vigorous foreshadowing. Is all that part? Well, that's was. what I mean. They did a lot of that though, a lot of like foreshadowing where they would t- talk on things that way, or like. Specifically mention certain things. That way later in the movie you'd be like, oh, see, this is why it makes sense. Okay. This is why we could drive out of this fucking tunnel. Okay. They did a lot of it. They did do a lot of that. That's what you I mean. You are correct. But the f- saying all dialogue was intentional. Not when again, dialogue, but all things like that. Like All scenes were intentional. Yes. I, I, yes, yes. 100%. Because Ryan Reynolds, again, he <laughs> was just the quip king. It was like he, all he was doing is just, just talking to feel the dead air. Yeah. And it was... It was shocking at points. <laughs> it's like, calm down, guy. Um, yeah, every scene was intentional. Um, you know, a lot of it led to one thing, led to one thing, got called Felt back. Like they on. wrote it backwards almost. They had the end goal in mind. Yeah, you're not wrong. With that being said, it was very cookie cutter. I don't know, Ty. Well, what'd you give it free score then, Jay? Okay, spoilers. You've been last warning for spoilers. I did not see The Rocks switching on Ryan Reynolds and teaming up with Gal Gadot. A million, per, a million percent did not see that. Yeah. Um, fantastic twist. And the only hint of it I got is when he was shooting back at the other cops. Like, I get it if you don't want to work with him and you're trying to achieve your goal. But, like, they're there. Help them capture the bishop if that's your end game. Yeah. Why are you shooting at them? Well, yeah, that was – but that happened right before it was, the reveal, yeah, immediately too, before. So yeah. it, was, it was kind of intentional. Um. But I didn't see it coming at all. I really didn't. And, um, yeah, it was just good on them, man. It was it was good on them. I gave it a 13. Look, I, I gave it plus – I gave it, like, plus three points. I was aiming at, like, 10 until that twist happened. Mm-hmm. And, like, I audibly gasped a little bit. I was like <gasps> – I was blown away. <laughs> I, th- I for sure thought they were going to end and, like, all right, all three of us are going to team up. And So my theory, because I was – I just kept trying to guess what was going to happen next. And I told Riley, I was like, here's what's going to happen. The twist is going to be the fucking cop – is going to be not a real cop like the the girl cop. She's the whole time she's trying to get the egg so she can sell them to the billionaire. They're going to figure that out somehow and that's how they're going to get out of prison is because they rat on the fucking the cop and then they're like, "Oh, we're going to let you out for ratting on the cop." And then they're a team. That's what I thought. Okay. Not what we got. Yeah, what we got was wild. I give it a 12 total. Um I was at an 11, gave it 1 point for the twist. I gave it 3, baby. Because the twist was so late in the film. And everything else, like, I, while I appreciate the twist and probably on a second watch, like, you know, probably adds something to it. Yeah. Watching it the first time and all the way through, very cookie cutter until the last 20 minutes. 15 minutes. Look, it was cookie cutter, but it also covered their asses, I think. Like, they, like I said, like, there were scenes that were very intentional. And if you watch it backwards, you know, you figure that out. Or if you've watched it the first time and you watch it again, you're like, okay, like, you know, like, I kind of know what's going to happen, whatever. But, like, it seems forced at that point. But when you're watching it the first time, like, the logic jumps weren't as bad as some of these other dad action movies we've seen. And, like, yeah, it was crazy, ridiculous, and dumb. I literally texted you, I'm 10 minutes in this movie, and it's already ridiculously silly. And it is. But, like, I wasn't expecting to ever give this a high score. So, honestly, like, a 13 for this kind of movie feels like the ceiling. And I feel like it hit its ceiling of just what this movie is. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I gave it a 12, and that's exactly what I thought it was going to get. Yeah, I, well, I thought maybe lower. You know what I mean? Like I said, well, I think, if it was good, that's what I thought it would get. Yeah, because sure. these these movies aren't meant to be incredible, you know, gripping storytelling. It's meant to be set piece to set piece in actions. Yeah, you know, action scenes. Yeah, that's it. And and I think it did a good enough job of just moving the story along to give me more Ryan Reynolds quipping <laughs> and you know action mixed in. I think yeah. he had more quips than bullets were fired in this movie. <laughs> Um. <laughs> Next up, visual cinematography tie. <laughs> I struggled with this category. Okay. I I struggled a lot, and like you could be five points off of me. You could be five is probably top. You could be ten points off of me one direction, and like four points off of me the other direction. I don't know how you feel about this film because it tried a lot of things that looked pretty cool. They had like some one shot techniques that we kind of see in the Bond film. It was very Bonds esque kind of action. Um, I've only seen one Bonds film, but um, it had some decent CGI at times. 
some decent sets at times, but it also had some really bad stuff at times. You know, some bad CGI, some too quick camera cuts. I gave it a 13. That's where I settled at. I gave it a 15. Okay. A little bit higher than you. I agree. I think they overused CGI. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of it. There was not very much practical going on. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of the set pieces were very noticeably, they were on a stage. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not on on set. Let me tell you that. I will say, I, I like the prison. I thought the prison looked good. Prison, it, it looked good. Um, the fight scenes and stuff were good at times, bad at times. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the drone shots. Yeah. There's very noticeable, not just like sweeping overhead shots, but a little camera shake to it. Yeah. To where you're like, they're on it a was fucking a drone. drone. Yeah, yeah. Following the cars <laughs> and, and going through the city. And it looked good. Yeah. Um, but at times it didn't. Surprise 15, just based on your your... What you're saying. Well, the color, I mean, the color, there's nothing fancy about coloring. Yeah. There was no, you know, incredibly shot scenes. The editing wasn't that great in terms of, like you said, the quick cuts and stuff like that. Um, the bowl stuff was so bad. <laughs> the arena, the bowl, the, all of it was awful. You know, what I appreciated about the bowl scene, though, is like, it did, like, the rocks. His body falling like was like somewhat reaction, mm-hmm. like no. not realistic. I thought, because like you would expect a movie like this for him to get hit by the bowl and fly ten feet in the air, and he literally just got like knocked down. How he got the fuck up and just continued to go like, no, that's Dwayne Johnson. I think he could take a bowl. <laughs> you see how big that motherfucker is. The fakest part of this movie was the dude who was like three inches shorter than him beating his ass in the prison. <laughs> oh, another thing. Sorry to circle back. I do this all the time on the pod. Uh, recurring listeners know this. Like plots, plots our story. Every the scene setting themselves up when they get out of the handcuffs when they're underneath the bowl arena and it's like oh he shot the cuffs when he said that i was like okay this is fucking stupid he did not shoot the cuffs Mm -hmm. and then it was like you know when they made the twist at the end it's like oh she slipped him the key and i was like oh see like they covered their own ass they did these logic chumps they very much did um i gave it a 13 though for uh visual cinematography key elements tie this is a dad action movie yeah i'm gonna bump it up one i'm gonna give it a 15 Okay. I gave it a 15 because it, it was a dad action movie. 100% was. And I always say Key Elements is kind of the easiest thing to score high on. It's very hard to score low on. Um, it's a dad action movie. Now, have I seen dad action movie better? Yes. 100%. I mean, and there's a difference. I mean, Bond, I don't think is a dad action movie. I think that's like a blockbuster, like good action movie. But then you think of movies like. No, yeah, Bond is not a dad action movie. <laughs> um, Project Power is kind of like a dad oh, action yeah. movie. And that was better, I'm sure, Key Elements. I don't have it on me. Um, law-abiding citizen it's going to probably be our 100th movie review that's dad action and that you know would get higher um you know that there's dad action movies that have done it better um that being said it was in the comedy they shot a lot of shots like i said horrible shooting percentage but look i did laugh a few times out loud i also cringed a lot but i would rather laugh a few times like out loud and cringe than not laugh at all that's my theory. Million percent. I gave it a sixteen point higher than you. Okay. Um, I think there was a lot of action. There was there was there was comedic elements. Mm-hmm. I loved the aggressive product placement throughout the film as well. <laughs> yeah. Aviation Jim and Terramana Tequila show so up. So when was the tequila? Minutes. Was that when the He the was at the bar. girl cop? Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So there's a scene of him getting him. We get the aviation gin. Yeah. And it's it's very much the label is facing one way and then they cut away and the label is just so happens to be facing the camera after that. <laughs> um and then right after he goes to the airport and he enjoys himself some Terramana tequila. Yeah, I, I thought after the fact, I was like, oh, I don't remember seeing it. And I thought that's when it probably was. I saw the gin. I didn't see the tequila. The only thing watch. I would have liked more is if they like, if like Dwayne took a sip of the gin and was like, mm, not a fan. And like shit on his. And there's a scene of Ryan Reynolds shitting on his. <laughs> oh, that would have been hilarious. Okay. But great product placement. And with that. The scene where he gets in the very beautiful Porsche, and we get the montage yes. of the Porsche shot. I was going to bring that up. It was so great. And, I mean, we get the zoom in on the steering wheel Porsche logo in the well, center. Well, first we get the, the panning shot of the full Porsche word on the back. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, and then you said the steering wheel. And I think you even saw it was, what, a Carmen or whatever? What, Cayman? Ca- yeah, Ca- Porsche Cayman. Cayman. I think we even saw Cayman or whatever. No, we did. It's like, comes up on the display, and you get, like, a nice little 10-second Check out how fucking cool this Porsche is, and I was like, "Oh, they probably played a lot, paid a lot for this to be in there." And then as soon as though that thought came out of my mind, it's totaled, and I laughed. That's fucking funny. I laughed out loud when that happened too. <laughs> he just gets t-boned by a bucket ass bus, <laughs> and it was very enjoyable. 
yeah, yeah. I laughed at that too. And there was, like I said, there was moments I wish I always need to write these down, but there was moments I, I did laugh out loud and there was moments where I cringe. Uh, one of the moments I also laughed out loud was when Riley was not paying attention and exclaimed out of nowhere, why does every movie like this have to be connected to world war two? Because like <laughs> there was no world war two. And all of a sudden it was like, Adolf Hitler and the Nazis. And they, like, dove into it. We had, like, close-ups on Nazi, like, logos and shit and swastikas. Yeah. yeah. They were just like, we're doing this. And it was – so, again, our other category is Indiana Jones meets a national treasure. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is cosplaying Indiana Jones going through Argentina. And literally whistling. Yes. <laughs> the fucking Has Indiana the hat Jones on. Scene. And then they go in, and it's like the, the fucking Indiana Jones scenes of, of, like, the warehouse with all the fucking artifacts yeah. and shit. Looks just like it. Yeah. <laughs> And it's just so aggressively in your face. And I like that. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. Like when they do it so much, it's not like, oh, this movie was inspired by Anna Jones and like, you know, very serious. Like we took inspiration. They're just like, let's just do that. Yeah. <laughs> Rip it off. And it's yeah. funny. And they're just very self-aware. Yeah. That, that, that makes for enjoyment. You know, yeah. it's, it's, you're not like. It makes it better. When, yeah. 100%. When they know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, for sure. And they acknowledge it. Um, characters, Ty. Okay. Started at a 10. Okay. Bumped up to an 11 for Ed Sheeran. Oh, okay. I, as soon as Ed, yeah, I knew you were going to give a point for Ed Sheeran. <laughs> when Ed Sheeran came on the screen, I told Rye, plus one characters. You text me, and because you started it maybe 15 minutes yeah. before I did, and you're like, let me know when you finish, and I literally just responded, Ed Sheeran. I was ma- mainly saying that for the twist, because I wanted to tell you I was actually blown away by the twist. Um, but yeah, Ed Sheeran as well. When he popped up, and he actually had some lines, fucking, I'm Ed Sheeran, bitch. Like, that was I was funny. in I was Game laughing. of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it, was, it was funny and just the whole scene of she gets these fucking you know mil- millions of dollars of eggs and then ed sheeran starts playing and she walks right past him yeah. to see ed sheeran like it was fucking great it was great um characters though i gave an eight okay <laughs> you signed up for ryan reynolds dwayne johnson and gal gadot and that's what you got yeah that's why i gave it a 10 there's no characters like, it's just the actors that's why i was like you know 10 out of 20 halfway plus one fred sheeran and the dude who had the second egg yes um, uh Dave Bo- Bochi, what, what was it? Yeah, name? sure. I don't know. Something Bochi? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Fucking terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. His voice was weird. Yeah. I don't know why he talked like that. That was a that was a creative choice that I was not a fan of. And he was the fourth leading actor in this, probably. That or the girl cop. Yeah. The actual cop. Who, like, she's there. It's not a lot. Yeah. Look, I, I expected that, and maybe 10 out of 20, I don't know. Maybe you could go lower. I'm not hating on that. But, like, it was. It was... As much money as The Rock and Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot make. Gal Gadot, not so much. I think she has a bit more range. Um, they kind of are who though? they are. Because her acting wasn't great. There was some very unbelievable lines spoken out of her mouth. I feel like it's more of the writing. The Netflix writing team. <laughs> okay, but does she have range is, is my question. I just I think of Wonder Woman, and I feel like that's decent range. Or I feel like even Deadpool is more just like Ryan Reynolds. Reynolds. Yeah, 100%. I'm not debating. Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson have zero fucking range. <laughs> but I, I like Ryan Reynolds. No, I do too. Like, I, Don't get me wrong. Dwayne Johnson and Ryan Reynolds in this, I give it an eight for characters, but I had a good time with those two. Yeah. They did their stuff, and it was in- entertaining to see. Yeah, for sure. It was these three. Yeah, maybe Gal Gadot. I don't know. We haven't gotten a chance to see Gal Gadot's range. I'm going to say that. Okay. Um, Whether it was the writing or not, her her acting wasn't great in this. She's the evil queen in Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs live action 2022. So there we go. We'll get some, we'll get a range uh, test right there. We need it. Yeah, the acting wasn't great. Um, how about did you notice? Because this was a uh, two thirds Fast and the Furious reunion. Gal Gadot and Dwayne the Rock Johnson. That's R- right. Gal R- Gadot was in Fast and the Furious. Ryan Reynolds is in Hobbs and Shaw. That as well. This is a three for three Fast and the Furious reunion. Um, he was a cameo though, right? I didn't. I haven't seen it was Hobbs a, and Shaw. It was a minor character, but not a cameo. He like is working with Dwayne Johnson throughout. Okay. Okay. Um, and they made a Vin Diesel joke. Did they? Yeah. It's gonna piss me off now that I don't remember it. Yeah. You know they made a Vin Diesel joke. Oh, it was – I think Gal Gadot said something like – something about terrifying. And Ryan Reynolds said, what, Vin Diesel's audition tape for Cats? Yeah, oh, they did. They yeah. did. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, how do you think Vin is feeling about that after that heartfelt Instagram post to The Rock? Yeah, he's going to he's gonna have to talk to his little bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, let's see. Looper wrote an article. Dwayne Johnson's new movie took a dab at Vin Diesel. Um, now, he says it exists almost like he's talking to the audience. Have we checked? What's up? Sorry. He says, go look it up. It exists. Like he's talking to the audience. <laughs> Does it exist? 
I don't know. Um, the for the those that may not have remember or just listened to the pod and didn't watch the movie first, thank you. Um, the Vin Diesel themed Red Notice joke happens during conversation between Dwayne Johnson's John Hartley and Ryan Reynolds' Nolan Booth. Hartley asks, "Know what I think is funny?" Booth Booth promptly responds, "Vin Diesel's audition tape for Cats. It exists. It looks like it does. <laughs> it looks like it does." <laughs> I, can't, I don't want to watch it because the audio is probably going to be awful. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it after, though. I like – do you see this first one where it says Vin Diesel's audition tape for Cats, parentheses, Red, Red Notice? Notice. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, this is why you're here. Um, That's funny. Vinny's not mad. Vinny's mad about that. All three of them. I'm pretty sure Gal Gadot's character died, but no one really ever dies in Fast and the Furious, no. let's be honest. Yeah. Um, That might hurt their chances of all three of them being in Fast 10. He's got to reu- reunite the family, though. He's bringing Dwayne back. I just want, I want to, I want Dwayne to come back because I want Dwayne and Cena in a movie together. Like they have to be in a movie together. Batista, he's a little bit different. He's not following, you know, the same kind of path. He's doing more like, like comedies action. and shit. I mean, he, I don't even know. He's a little different. Where it's he's a little different. Where it does feel like John Cena is literally just doing what The Rock's doing. But I don't know. No, John Cena is like walking right in, Vin or uh, Dwayne Johnson's footsteps. Yeah, Dave Batista seems like he's trying to do his own thing. He, you know, he Stuber and he had the FBI movie or whatever yeah. when he's buddy cop with the little girl. Like, he's doing that, but then he's also in Dune and Blade Runner. Yeah. And he's not as much, but uh, John Cena and Dwayne Johnson team up is inevitable. Why, and every time I see two wrestlers, or just any wrestler in a movie, and it happened during this movie, it didn't happen, I always want them to hit their finishing move in an action scene. I don't know why they don't do it more. Like, maybe The Rock comes in, like, and that's, like, his first meeting. is he's like, hey, I'm not doing The Rock Bottom. Yeah, I'm not doing it in this film because if I was on charge of these films, that'd be the first thing I'd ask. Be like, hey, Dwayne, uh, people's elbow for the movie? Yes or no? Just just send it out a filler. <laughs> I'm going to put this memo on your desk. You get back to me. Um, and if it's Cena and The Rock, you know, they could do it together. But I was thinking of this movie after he made that joke. And like, do you think the three of them were just like making this movie like, man, it's so nice not having Vin Diesel here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure this movie was a blast to make. They were just on some fucking green screen set cracking jokes. Oh, you know, for that, like. Five minutes there in Bali or whatever that they fucking probably all went there and shot that scene and that was actually seventy percent of what they shot. <laughs> it was on set there. Yeah, they seriously. created the green screen stage there. <laughs> um, and then I also thought Gal Gadot and The Rock, if they ever did become a couple, that's just a fucking power couple right there. A million, million percent. Black Adam and Wonder Woman. Oh, didn't yeah. even think about that. This is another three superheroes. Yeah, soon to be with Dwayne Johnson, but Deadpool. Wonder Woman and Black Adam, who's an anti-hero, I believe. He, he, so is Deadpool. <laughs> Wait, he fucking Deadpool's chops more people's heroic. heads off. Deadpool's more heroic. He murders people. <laughs> so does every hero, Ty. Enjoyment. I gave it a 15. Look, it was a dad action movie. Some stuff cringed. Some stuff made me laugh. I turned my brain off. It was a turn your brain off film, and I gave it a 15 for that. Yeah, also gave it a 15. All right. Um, right there with you. It was a turn your brain off, have a good time. And I turned my brain off and I had a pretty good time. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, it was nothing special. I, I will say for being their highest budgeted movie ever, I, I probably did expect a little bit more effort out of it. I don't know, though. I feel like high budget movies aren't always as good. Besides like Marvel and shit. I mean, they're rewriting the book. But like, I don't know. I mean, they are in some capacity, but I feel like, I don't know. I feel like high-budget action movies typically choose the route of doing a lot more practical, a lot more, you know, mm. watch us make cool fucking shots and stuff. This one really didn't. Yeah. It very much felt like the budget went to them. Because how are you the highest-budget movie in one of the biggest streaming services history, history and then you have that bull scene? <laughs> like, you're not doing practical. You have shoddy... CGI work like the money really did just go to these guys didn't it yeah and and that's surprising to me now some questions first we mentioned how they opened in like 750 theaters they've only made a million dollars and that was probably for um, Oscar consideration just in case Uh, now anything with that being said I don't know what the fuck they thought they had a chance at (laughs) because it's not like they did incredible stunt work the visual effects weren't good the score wasn't anything incredible costume <laughs> I don't know. Just because he cosplayed Indiana Jones? I don't, I don't know. I'm just I'm just spitballing here. I'm like I because that's typically why they do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I don't know what they realistically were like, yeah, let's do this. Like what did they what were they shooting for? Well, that brings me to my second question. What if 
I don't think they would do this. They make this movie. They spend $200 million. It's free for everyone to watch Netflix. You know this movie's getting watched a shit ton. We don't have box office numbers. Well, I mean, we do, but, you know. Netflix, people... Netflix has said it's the most streamed movie in their first week, but Netflix never gives out actual numbers. So hundreds of millions or tens of millions, however many. A lot of people are watching this. Um, according to streaming services New Metric, Ro- Ross and Marshall Thruber's Red Notice has been watched for one po- 148.7 million hours globally. What is that even? What? That's such a weird metric to do it. Um, so 148 million point seven hours divided by two hours, 74 million people. Well, that's if you're watching it solo. Yeah. And you watch the whole thing through. So we'll just say 75 million. I'll just say like, that's a lot of people to watch 75 million times 10 for what? Like ticket, ticket prices? prices. That's almost a billion dollar film. Now, is it going to get that many people in the, in the box? Not office? a fucking no. chance. However, maybe it can get close to that now that they released it for free on Netflix and the net does the whole we're gonna make a sequel for the fucking big screen I, has netflix ever done a box office only release i don't think so i know amazon has but i feel like they're very much in the business of if we make something it's for our streaming platform yeah stay subscribed to netflix watch it premiere on this date yeah probably i don't and this is very much getting a sequel oh <laughs> yeah it is undoubtedly 100 yeah um and I'm all for this it. This is getting more than a sequel. There's going to be at least three of these. No, yeah. There, there'll be a Red Notice 1, 2, 3. <laughs> I, I'm very sure of that. So, second movie, are we guessing Ryan Reynolds gets a love interest of some kind, right? Yeah. Who who joins the cast? Okay, so... Now, does Gal Gadot take kind of like a backseat, and she's more like the, the coordinator and sends out the guys on a team? I think we get another girl, and I don't think it's going to be A plus, A plus, A-lister. It's going to be like an A-minus lister. A, A-minus lister. Um, someone who's really big, maybe like, um, that's why I, I was trying to think. I, there's gotta be someone for Ryan Reynolds out there. No, she's too just big. who, who could it be? How about Lady Gaga? Oh, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> why? She's in, what is it? House of Gucci? Yeah. Coming out soon. I don't, I don't know who it could be. I don't know. I looked up biggest A-list actresses, and number one is an actress I've never heard of on the talk2.com. So What's her know. name? Um, she's on NCIS. Mariska Hardigay. Harkate. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. Um, so maybe it's her. Okay. Sick. Maybe it's – yeah, I've never seen this girl. Who's like a hmm, – Who's like they, a side hero Haley, in a DC Hi, Haley Seinfeld, the upcoming superhero in Hawkeye. I think she joins is maybe not a love interest, but just like a like a mix things up. Younger generation enters the enters the the you know chemistry, throws off the chemistry of the team. Maybe we'll see how good her Anne is. Hathaway. Nah, I don't think she does this. Okay, whatever. Um, that was my answer. Bonus point tie. Was this film? A mix, according to our Google review last week, mm-hmm. of Indiana Jones and National Treasure. Look, I've seen National Treasure. Yeah. I've seen, haven't seen Indiana Jones, but I get it. <laughs> you know what it's about. I gave it a point. I think that's exactly yeah? how I would describe this film. So, while I very strongly agree with the Indiana Jones, because you don't have any other choice but to accept <laughs> that by the end, I think the thing it's missing and the, is Nick Cage? It's Nick Cage. You can't replicate National Treasure. You can make National Treasure a hundred times with a hundred different actors, and it's not National Treasure. Okay. See, I, I just thought of it the whole kind of like going for an artifact, you know. I'm going to steal the egg of Cleopatra instead of Declaration of Independence. And all the, you know, kind of scheming and everything, kind of like Ocean's kind of style, uh, heisty kind yeah. of in scenes. Like, that's what I thought about, so I gave it a point. It, it doesn't have that that weird Nick Cage. How about Nick Cage in Red Notice 2? Fuck Yeah. <laughs> then I'll give it the point. I will. I will like go back and add a point if he shows up in the series at any point. They MCU it and they do a crossover, and it's Nick Cage's character from National Treasure. Okay, he joins the universe. It's all the same universe. Yeah, I don't know who owns National Treasure, but make it happen. Fuck yeah. Um, I gave it a point though. I did not. It will not be receiving a point for me for that because you just while it's Indiana Jones, it feels like other movies of heist. And getting artifacts, and it feels like other stuff. It's not 
National Treasure. And admittedly, after thinking about it, I don't know if I could ever give a movie a National Treasure comp. It's its own <laughs> thing. It's such a bad movie that it's such a good movie at the same time because of Nick Cage. Um, it's actually owned by Disney because it was produced by a uh, yeah. It's on Disney Plus right now. That's right. By a uh, Buena Vista Pictures, which was like their uh, um. Oh, it's not Walt Disney Pictures. Jerry. Perkins. Okay, yeah, it's a Disney movie, but it's one of those Disney movies where they didn't like you know. It was on the Disney banner. It was yeah. A, it was a sub company of Disney. Yeah, Buena Vista Pictures or whatever. Yeah. I gave it a point. Okay, I that's fair, and that brings my grand total for Red Notice up to a sixty-eight tie. Nice. It's it's fresh, baby. 65 and higher, I say, is fresh. And look, yeah, it's got a low score, and maybe I should feel bad about it, but I don't. Yeah, um, 66. Still okay. broke that barrier for me by one point. It's living on the edge, don't get me wrong. <laughs> but it's right there. Final score is 67. Um, you know what makes it a fresh movie? What? It knows what it is. Like we said, it's self-aware, and it kind of makes fun of itself. And if you if it doesn't do that, then it's it's a little bit lower. Yeah, I, I, I you're not wrong there, and I think the thirty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes is wild. Yeah, I think people just expected. I I don't know what they expected. It's three A list actors, and I don't know. I, I really don't know. Like I, admittedly, when we were talking about it before, and we said they were getting released, I was expecting very awesome like visual effects and shit. It, it just didn't have it. Yeah. And but at the same time, like, did you really expect this to be anything more than like a turn your brain off action film? Well, at the end of the day, I think the score that's important is ninety two percent audience. Does it? I, yeah, that's, that's that's the one. That's what I felt like this deserved. Because <laughs> who's gonna say, oh, it's a shit movie? Yeah, like there's something to enjoy out of it. It's just fucking stupid banter and buddy cop back and forth and over the top ridiculous logic jumps and action and it's fun. It's just fun. Yeah, and even all the the negative reviews I'm reading, it just seems like people are just like, it was okay. Red Notice is entertaining enough thanks to its leads, but there's no originality. Not particularly kid-friendly for the younger crowd due to sexual innuendos. What sexual innuendos? Uh, he said the rocks, the back of his head looks like a penis. <laughs> and then they cut to a picture, <laughs> like a shot of the back of his head. I laughed. <laughs> it looked like a fucking dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Like it, it wasn't like... It was fine. It isn't a kid action movie. It's a dad action movie. Yeah. It's fine. How about the guy with the rocket launcher um, in the jail scene shooting the bridge instead of the helicopter they're going to use to get away? <laughs> Can we talk about that? I, I can't explain it. Such a choice. <laughs> it's like, could I stop them from getting the helicopter or eliminate the helicopter altogether? He's like, you know what? The bridge. And it walked on to Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. Typically locks on to vehicles. I know he's a big motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he's so maybe he maybe he survived like they're like, is that a van? I think that's a van. <laughs> um Armin White has not reviewed this film. So that's good. Probably fresh. Um I mean we gave it a fresh. I don't know. It's there's no woke Hollywood that he No, can... he just he'll he'll abstain. What woke Hollywood is he would he say about this? Oh, brother. I don't know. That's, but other critics are calling it bad, so like he can't say that either. So he's just not gonna comment. At yeah, this time. his uh, most recent review is um, a twenty nine percent movie called Love Is Love Is Love that he gave a fresh. So that movie came out. In Did you stutter? Or is it Love Is Love Is Love? Love Is Love Is Love. That's that. Has that's seven that. reviews in Rotten Tomatoes. Nice. Our like that's the kind of movies he's reviewing right now. Yeah, got nothing better to do. Can I? I need a betting site to where I can lock in a bet on Encanto getting a rotten. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's a Disney Pixar movie, of course. Yeah, it's, or just Disney, and it's Disney about. Pixar? Ooh, I think it's Pixar. Is Encanto Pixar? I'm. I'm. What was it about, though? You were saying it's about the girl who is at like the whole world, and everyone has superpowers or special yeah. abilities, and she doesn't. Yeah. And then like something happens, they all lose their abilities, and she's the one who has to save them. The not special one. So why are you saying he's going to give that negative? I don't know, because of his commentary on her. Appropriating Colombian culture. And some shit, yeah. Forcing Colombia. I don't know. And that everybody gets a trophy society we live in. and 91% on Rotten Tomatoes. Encanto has. Um, Walt um, Disney Animation Studios. Yeah, so it's not Pixar. Negative. Encanto is in two weeks. Next, week's, next week, we're going to review the newest Ghostbusters starring Paul Rudd. 
Um, Something I'm not. The kid so- from Ghostbusters. Not Ghostbusters. I mean, he is from Ghostbusters. Stranger Things. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's actually got 67% on Tomatoes. Yeah, I'm. I'm hearing it's good enough. I'm hearing it's very reference heavy. Yeah, which I've never seen Ghostbusters. <laughs> seen it like once, maybe twice. I've walked by the um fire department that they shot for Ghostbusters. That was like the Ghostbusters, like in the movie like in New York. HQ. It's like an actual like fire station you could walk by, and they have like a ghost, the Ghostbusters logo on the floor right in front of it. Pretty, pretty cool. cool. I walked like I didn't even know it was there. We were walking somewhere else, and like. I was like looking down. I was like, "Oh shit, what is this?" And then I looked at it, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's cool. My dad would like this. He likes Ghostbusters." Yeah. Um, now this is the second Ghostbusters reboot that at least I know about of the last five six years. So. Now I think it's continuation of the original, ignoring the reboot. Yeah, I don't know like how the reboot fits into the Ghostbusters universe. I think they're completely ignoring it because it was an absolute shit show. Yeah, Ghostbusters twenty sixteen. Um, that's the only one. Who owns Ghostbusters? Do you know Universal? That sounds right. Um, Ghostbusters is definitely universal. Columbia Pictures. Who's Columbia Pictures? Columbia I Pictures. Sony. Okay. That's close enough. Ghostbusters and Sony. Ty, random Rotten Tomatoes movie score. Talk to me. So this movie made, you know, I would say a glorious reference to World War II out of nothing. Inglorious bastards. So I'm going to use a World War II movie. Now, the the Rotten Tomatoes page for this movie is actually down right now. Like, for whatever reason. Oh, now it lets me click it. Earlier, it didn't let me click it, so I had to go to a list of all Quentin Tarantino movies on Rotten Tomatoes okay. that were ranked to, just to find it. So here it is, Inglorious Bastards, 2009. Two hours, 32 minutes. Has 333 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. I haven't seen it. I know you have. Oh, I know you like this movie. Fantastic. One of my favorite movies I've ever watched, probably. Wow. It's okay. very, very good. Um. I'm going to go – it's in the 90s. I feel very confident about that. I just want to know if I want to shoot low 90s or high 90s here. I don't know, Ty. Because it feels like a movie deserving of, like, 96 and up, but it feels like a movie because of some aspects of it that it's, like, too gory, too Quentin Tarantino. People don't like Nazis. We're going to go dead center 95 out of 100. 89. Oh, that's Not tragic. Even in the 90s, that's bud. tragic. Not even in the 90s. That's wrong. That's a fantastic film. <laughs> That's wrong, he says. Um, <laughs> I like this review from uh, Jennifer K. Stoller of Bitch Media. Bitch Media. I like that. Um, December 22nd, 2020. It wasn't satisfying. Perhaps I'll change my mind. Perhaps I won't. But today I'll simply say that I thought it was inglorious indeed. What do you mean? There's tension. There's There's... There's like a your heart's racing for the characters. There's action. There's fucking fantastic, hilarious scenes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, Ty. I I think her media name is appropriate. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I'm just saying it because she did. I would never say that about a woman. Um, that's all I got for you, Ty. Again, Ghostbusters next week and Kanto after that. Before in Kanto, hundredth episode, hundredth movie movie review special, probably Law Abiding Citizen. And now we say a hundred. This is just since we've been keeping track on our scale. No, we've got all the movies on our scale. Riley did went we back, go back and listened to all That's of them. That's right. Yeah. We did. Yep. 100th movie review. We didn't. She did. Shout out, Riley. <laughs> well, I'm saying we did review 100. Yeah, Ghostbusters will be 99. Fuck yeah. Okay, Ghostbusters 99, law-abiding citizen the next week. Special now, release. Probably going to come out on like a Monday or something. Yeah, because we're not going to do that instead of Encanto. No. But also, Encanto doesn't feel like it's appropriate to be our 100th. So we got to squeeze one in there. Yeah. And that's Extra where we're episode. getting the beautiful law-abiding citizen that we've never officially nope. reviewed. Mm-mm. Was it in our guilty pleasure bracket? Um, what do you mean? It was in like one of our March movie madness. It brackets, was. It wasn't, but it, it never was... made it to the end for us no. to get an official yeah. patent pending movie rating scale. Yep, correct. Got who? What did it lose to? I don't know. I can't I, tell I, you. I'm, I'm shocked right now. The fact that like a movie we feel is deserving of our hundredth movie review. I only have 2021 March Movie Madness. So this is, this is actors. I don't have 2020. Um, this is, this is, what's this? Let's find out what this is. Scott Pilgrim, Law Abiding Citizen, the 16 seed. What is the name of this file? Uh, March Movie Madness 2020. Uh, see, I don't have it. Law Abiding Citizen at the 16 seed took on, oh. So it was our wild card around. It wasn't like a guilty pleasure yeah. category. Took on Parasite. <laughs> it's objectively a fantastic award-winning film. Yeah. 
that's that's hurtful. That's upsetting. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure we said the same things when we did it. Hey, go back. It's a uh, timeless uh, March Movie Madness 2020 and 2021. Fuck yeah, the brackets of movies you've probably seen. Yeah. No spoiler alert, but Law Abiding Citizen gets eliminated in the first round. <laughs> I'm just going to say now. Thank you, Ty. <laughs> yeah, because if it didn't, I'm pretty sure it would have made it all the way. Well, no, because Parasite didn't even win that side of the bracket. It took on Wolf of Wall Street. and then yeah. Oh, it beat Wolf of Wall Street, took on 1917, lost to that. We were really high in 1917. We were. That might have been a little bit of recency bias. I do this now. Wolf of Wall Street beats it. Yeah, probably. But the cinematography? It, it's the hardest 20 I've ever given. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's the most incredibly beautifully shot film. That's filmmaking. That's still like my gold standard. Well, I'll tell you this, Ty. You think uh, Wolf of Wall Street beats 1917? Yeah. It does because you gave Wolf of Wall Street a 95 and you gave 1917 a 93. Fuck yeah. So you're the reason 1917 moved on. Uh, I gave it a 92. I gave Wolf of Wall Street a 93. So we were just wrong on a bracket. <laughs> That's all there is to it. We were just incorrect. <laughs> no spoilers. Go listen to us be wrong. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Um, hey, it's our fourth highest movie ever, though. So there's that. Is it a that's yeah, infinite? Our Mount Rushmore. The, oh, the, 1917. Yeah, Wolf of Wall Street's our second. Yeah, our Mount Rushmore's Infinity War, Wolf of Wall Street, Django, and 1917. That feels. I'm. I'm. I have no complaints. Yeah, me neither. Django's fantastic movie. 1917, most beautiful movie I've ever seen. Watched. Infinity War, greatest movie ever made. <laughs> um, Wally's fifth. Love that. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Go go listen to our bracket. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, that as well. We need more reviews. Comment something down. Say something you like about it. Say something. Give us tips. Give us what you think we should improve on. Now, how about this? If you made it to this point in the podcast, leave a five-star review with your red notice out of 100 score. Play along at home. Bingo. There it is. Love that. Give us give us your take. Yep. You're, you're within the lines take. Yep. In the meantime, be a good friend, everybody. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. This is the place where Black is the main character, where we dive into something new like the latest season of Them, The Scare, and the award-winning American fiction. Or add to the experience by buying or renting the biopic of a legend, Bob Marley, One Love. And add on channels like Paramount Plus and Stars to bask in nostalgia with Beverly Hills Cop and BMF. Explore Prime Video's culture-rated collection and enjoy old-school greats and new-school hits. Restrictions apply. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.